0: Hello everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the YouTube Creators Hub podcast. Dusty here, the host of the show. If you don't know what we do here, I interview uh, YouTube creators each and every week and I talk with them about their journey on the platform. Uh, Ask them about their strategies, their techniques, any tips, their biggest failures, all of the above. Uh, If that sounds like something that's interesting to you, hit the subscribe button wherever you consume your podcast Uh, That will let the algorithm know that you're interested in what we have to offer and then it will display this show to other new users and new listeners like yourself. If you're a long-time listener, thank you from the bottom of my heart. A huge thank you again to TubeBuddy for allowing me to continue to do this at the level that I do it at. Uh, If you want to check out TubeBuddy, it's that one tool that I recommend to everyone who is a creator that they check out. It's a free browser plugin as well as a mobile app on both iOS and Android. Check them out in the show notes below also, the fine folks over on Patreon, um, if you uh, pledge and support us over there for a few bucks a month, you get access to our private creator discord where you can bounce ideas off other wonderful creators. You also get uh, access to other really neat features like a once a month behind the scenes podcast recording for myself uh, and just some other fun stuff as well. New patrons coming in this month, uh, Tercio T, David L, and Rog X. L. Thank you all for supporting since last week. I really do appreciate it. This show is so fun to do because I get to interview amazing creators and I learn so much. Um, as much value as people email me every week and say, Oh, dusty, this show's fantastic. I I learned so much and I'm starting to do this now because you know, you triggered that in me when I listened to the show, uh, I learned just as much. Um, and so for that, I'm thankful and grateful that I get to continue to do the show. So without any further ado, let's jump into this week's conversation. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's conversation on the YouTube Creators Hub podcast. Super excited today to be joined by Mark from Walters World, the YouTube channel over there, where he gives honest, firsthand travel advice to help fellow travelers get the most out of their travel experience. Now, obviously, he does much more than that. Uh, He has over 669,000 subscribers now. I don't want to cheat him. And over 147 (laughs) million. million video views uh, since 2009 on his YouTube channel, where he does honest travel videos every Wednesday and Saturday. Mark, how are you doing today?
1: Fantastic, Dusty. Thanks for having me on.
0: Absolutely. We finally made this happen. There was some <laughs> real life stuff that got in the way. We've got, I've got some sick kids. You've got some stuff going on on your end with work and things like that. So we finally made this happen. So let's go ahead and dive into it. What is Fantastic. what is the Walter's World Travel and Culture YouTube channel all about? Tell us the origin story of the channel and kind of how you got started.
1: Well, there's a lot of different ways it kind of started because there's a lot of different facets we'd had. But like the original videos really came out, the travel ones came out because my fiance at the time was my wife, Jocelyn, which you'll see in our videos, um she was moving to portugal to live with me and so i'm like well i gotta get her ready to come to portugal so i started making these language videos for all around lisbon showing some of the culture stuff so she'll be like more prepared when she got there so when we really started making travel videos was I was in Italy and I was visiting and I was doing my PhD at the time. So I had, you know, yet yeah, I had some free time. So we had kind of a month break. And so I went to Italy to have a nice time, visit some friends and I didn't have a guidebook. And when I went there, I picked up a guidebook and, and they had a list of all these places in the Veneta to go. And it wasn't in any alphabetical order or anything like that. And it's like the first town I had was this town that sounded fantastic in the book. And so I read through it, I'm like, man, this place looks fantastic. I talked to my Italian friends and said, man, this town does sound fantastic. It's right near us. How do we never hear this? And I go to the town, the, the, the Palazzo is closed, the museum's under renovation, you know, it's, it's just like, why would anybody send people here? And it really got me kind of upset because I thought about all the travelers that are out there that read these guidebooks that overinflate uh, the good stuff about travel. Like, oh, this is gonna be the most wonderful city ever. It's the new Paris or it's the, the Prague of the East or the West or whatever. And, and I was really upset because I was thinking of my friends back in the U.S. They get 10 days of vacation a year. Maybe they get to go to Europe once in their life or once in 10 years. And they read a guidebook that says this place is fantastic. And they go and one tenth of their vacation is ruined because somebody you know, got a freebie to say this is the greatest city in Mexico or this is the greatest place in, in, in wherever. And I'm like, that's not right. That's not fair. And then after that, we started making these videos, five things you'll love and hate about going different places. And we always want to be extremely honest with people so they felt comfortable because what happens is if you only think of the good stuff when you travel, people are like, oh, everything's fantastic, but it's not fantastic everywhere you go. There are issues. There are places you do have to pay for the bread and butter. There are places that have dog doo-doo on the streets you need to watch out for it. <laughs> And sometimes people get really upset because they're not prepared for it. So we're like, let's give people honest, actually helpful advice and tell them the good but also tell them the bad, not because it's something bad, but it's so they're more prepared. So when you go and you travel, if you're ready for when you go to Portugal, that, oh, they're going to make me pay for the bread and butter, you know to say, hey, no, I'm good. So you're not surprised by an extra $10 on your bill or 10 euros on your bill because you have to pay for the bread, the butter, the cheese that you thought was free. And so we kind of really focused on giving people kind of the tools so they can travel on their own to get the most out of not just visiting the, co- the country, but also the culture when we're there. And it all kind of started – from From that guidebook that I was so disappointed in, And we said, "Hey, you know what?" let's go and help more people. And over the last 10 years, we have been able to help, you know, 147 million views on on YouTube, more on Facebook and Instagram, all kinds of other places. So it's been really nice, the people we've been able to you know, help around the world and the people we bump into around the world as well. So it's a really nice thing, I think.
0: Now, Mark, were you already traveling for work or business purposes? Or was this something that you just strictly enjoyed as a hobby and you just loved traveling and going to new places? Kind of, How did that kind of start?
1: Well, um, it actually started when I was in high school. I met this exchange student from South Africa. And I mean, my whole life, I was like, oh, I'm going to grow up in my small town, become the mayor there, then one day do more for my state and stuff like that. And I, I never really thought about leaving, Leaving really. I was like, oh, we'd gone on my vacations as a kid as we went from Illinois to Ohio and back, and that was it. So like, travel was never really a big thing. And then... I found this exchange program in the South Africa says, look, they have summer programs. Why don't you try it out? And I went to Australia for a summer. I'm like, this is amazing. So I graduated high school early and then I did a year abroad in Finland. And I had so much fun with that when I was doing my undergraduate program. I did two study abroad programs there. And then I was like, look, I want to show companies I want to work for that I'm really international, not just studying abroad. So then I went and did my masters in Germany. And then after that, I, you know, I ended up working in Lithuania for a few years as a consultant and teaching. I really enjoyed that. Then I went to Brazil, did some stuff down there. And I was like, hey, I, you know, if I want to do this teaching, I want to help more people in different ways, I probably should go get a PhD. And then I ended up doing my PhD in Portugal. And, and now it's funny because I'm actually back in Illinois now where I went to college and trying to help people travel from here and ha- having a day job as well.
0: <laughs> now, one of the things that I find most intriguing about your channel is that You don't just talk about the different things and the different uh, events and and, and cultural things at these places. You go, you dive deep into them. Uh, And so before I get into the YouTube questions, I want to start off with something real fun. What is your most interesting thing that has happened on a shoot that you've done for YouTube at a place (laughs) that you've been? Give me I mean, obviously, I don't want a long, drawn-out story, but something just real quick that was real funny that happened as you were traveling and filming for the channel.
1: Well, I don't know, because there's, there's been more fun stuff that have happened when I wasn't filming, but sure, I was sure. traveling. So there's been you know getting shut down in Saint Petersburg by the cops, you know, and then there's you know the border patrol shaking me down in Paraguay and things like that that are kind of like at the time we're scary as you know what, but when you look back on it, you kind of laugh and go, oh man, they were just totally going for my money. Like you you have some experiences like that. Then you have like the crazy experiences like my uh, we were I was teaching in China and we were filming there. And my youngest son, who was two or three at the time, got his hand smashed in a door, but not in the, where it opens, but where the hinges are. Hmm. And so we were running around at different hospitals all over Beijing. We went to the the bone hospital first and, and we go in there and they're like, no, 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 this is only for adults. You need to go to the kids' hospital. Then we go to the kids' hospital and we get in there and it was just, oh man, it was, it was something else. And then, so we ended up going to another, uh, children's hospital that we could actually get into and then getting, it turned out he was okay, but it was just one of those things like, wow, that was a crazy story. That's why long version is pretty funny because later on the doctors that actually x-rayed his hands we had a picture of him in one of our videos that turns out to be one of my students like friend's dad I mean it was like this crazy like coincidence kind of stuff that happens when you travel around so so there are things like that that are scary at the time but turn out to be funny in the long run
0: let me ask you this now that we've talked about kind of the fun travel stuff we know what you do um, you know, you've probably garnered more success on YouTube. I don't know an exact percentage, but, uh, than, than the majority of the people out there, you're, you're definitely in the top two, three, four, five 5%, uh, on YouTube as far as video views and subscriber numbers and things like that. So with that being said, what, what would be a couple of things that just off the top of your head that you've done on the YouTube side of things that you would like to, you know, you look back at and you say, okay, these couple of things that I did, I think I can, you know, attribute a lot of my success to.
1: I think one of the biggest things is I always wanted to focus on honest travel. I mean, we've never sold out. We've never taken money from, for companies to say good things about them, all kinds of stuff. And it's been, it's been nice. It's like, no, I want to give people the most honest, advice possible. And I've always stayed true to that. And I think that's what people have seen because they don't see, oh, it's just some you know fat guy making a travel video. It's something that's really trying to help people travel better and kind of sticking with that you know focus of let's give honest travel advice. So it doesn't matter if you're a college backpacker or you're a senior going on a cruise or a family taking a family trip somewhere, you're going to get honest, helpful advice that There's no agenda with it. You know, I'm trying to be very objective so we can talk about a lot of topics that some people will go, you know, way left or way right or whatever. We're just trying to give people more of the facts so then they can judge for themselves if going to that country is right for them. Because that's what we really want to do because we want to help people find the right place for them. Because what's right for you and your family, Dusty, might be different than what's for Mars, which is different than if the grandparents are coming along. And and so focusing on, you know, kind of like our brand, I guess, like our brand of honest travel and never – Veering away from that, staying with it, I think it's been one of the things that's kept us going for so long and kept people coming back. Um, I think one thing is, though, since our videos are more like we're helping you when you visit that place, it's not us showing you, oh, look, we're doing this fun stuff. Don't you wish you were us? It's more us showing people this is the things you can do when you're here. You can make your own choices because – You know, I I see a lot of travel vloggers, they'll like follow themselves around and hold their camera while they're doing all this stuff. I want to go and enjoy this stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll tell you what you need to know, and I have the B-roll to put on there to show you, but I want to see these things with my kids. I don't want to be holding the camera the whole time and talking to the camera instead of enjoying the experience. So that gives me a chance to really learn more about the culture and things like that. And I think that's what's really come out because we'll get a lot of comments from people like, How do you know so much about the locals? How did you get this information? I mean, the nicest compliments we get on our video is when someone says, Hey, I'm from Atlanta. And this video is right on. I'm from Germany and I approve this video. I'm like, that is the the highest compliment that the locals see these things too. I mean, you get people both ways, but I mean, that's one of the things we try to focus on. It's just honest stuff that you can really use versus us kind of showing off or something like that. Did you have any
0: experience making videos or in film or production or anything of that nature? Like, What what was your
1: background? uh, my, My background is a college professor um so some people go oh that's why you do such a luxury kind of thing which probably could be something to do with it um but no my, like if you watch some of our early videos i mean i didn't even know you could edit videos so i would just put i mean i would literally take a, a cheap little nikon cool pix and put it like on a rock and push record and then i talk and you'll see like in some of the older videos there's no editing it's just me talking to the camera and moving on and those still got views you know which which to me now i'm like that, that never would work today now you have to you know put the b-roll and put this other stuff in i'm like Matt, if I would have known how to do this stuff back then, maybe we would have taken off sooner, or maybe we could have helped more people travel or stuff like that. So it's kind of funny to look back and go, Wow, I really had no idea what I was
0: doing. <laughs> well, speaking of that, what what do you think was your biggest mistake for the past, you know, nine, 10, 11 years on YouTube? What would you say, okay, this was my biggest mistake?
1: Um, not being consistent with putting out content. Because um, you know, life happens, and so you get you know things going. It doesn't have you do that. Like we've been, we've had videos every Wednesday and Sat, at least every Wednesday and Saturday since the summer of 2014. Um, before that, it was kind of like hit and miss when we put stuff out. And I remember when my youngest was born. He was born in Portugal, and my wife ended up on bed rest for four months and a month in a Portuguese hospital. Like we put, there was no content out for I don't know four or five, six months or something like that because it was just. I can't do this. We, we have to focus on our family, make sure she's okay. The baby's okay. It stays in there and stuff like that. And now later on, I'm like, like now during that time, I can totally understand. But, you know, it was kind of like, if I would have been consistent sooner and focused on making consistently good content, I think we would have been okay. Because people ask me, hey, you need to go redo some of those old videos. I'm like, yeah, visually speaking, you're right. I do need to go back and redo those videos. But the content wise, a lot of that stuff really does, you know, ring true still to this day, 10 years later.
0: Yeah, no, the the consistency is one that I hear all the time. And it's one that I'm trying to work on with my channel and not just my, my YouTube videos, but with the podcast as well. It's that, you know, I have data that shows me that if I upload a video every Tuesday and Thursday for a year, that, you know, my revenue is going to be X more than it is you know, when I don't, or my yeah. views are going to be X, uh, you know, percentage higher than they would if I didn't. And so that yeah. consistency, people think that, Oh, well you're just, you know, you're just the YouTube guy talking about consistency. No, I talk about it. It's and true. so does every other YouTube, you know, educator out there, because there yeah. is some merit to, if you are consistent, you will not only have videos going out, but you will also be, you know, be getting better at what you're doing. You'll be getting yep. better at the content you're creating because practice, as we all know, uh, it d- you know, it doesn't necessarily make perfect, but it definitely makes you it definitely better. hurts. It better with time. Doesn't it doesn't make, hurt for sure.
1: Yeah, no, I 100% agree with you on that. I mean, that is one of the things you start to see what you can do differently. Like, you know, and one thing I think a lot of YouTubers is, is I mean, like you, and you, when you're on TubeBuddy and you know, Nick Nimmin and these guys, like, you have so many really great creators out there that are trying to help people learn how to do YouTube better. It's like, just sit down and listen. Like your podcasts and, and, and Nick and, and you know video creators and stuff like that, IQ you can really learn a lot from them. And yeah, maybe you can't sit through every single live feed or everything and thing. But you know what? Put on some of those topics and you can learn to improve. And I, I think that's where a lot of people are like, oh, I, I, they kind of give up too soon. I mean, I had I had a person write me on our our second channel, our Professor Walter's channel. And they're like, I've been trying to do what you guys talk about, but it hasn't worked. I'm like, well, how long have you been doing it? I mean, it takes years to build these things up. I mean, <laughs> you know, and I think that's another thing. A lot of a lot of creators get discouraged too quickly. I'm like, I mean, some people get famous overnight, but the majority of people don't. Like, Very it takes rarely time to
0: build it up. Right. Very rarely does that happen. I, I could yeah. not agree more with that. Let's talk about the business, the monetization side of things for a bit. Yeah. What are some ways that you are making money from your YouTube channel? What are you doing now?
1: Well, we obviously have the ads, the AdSense revenue. We have that. We have our website, Walter's World. So there's ad revenues and affiliate links on there. Um, we have, we do our merchandise. So you can buy, you know, water bottles, travel accessories, uh, T-shirts, you know, coats, stuff like packable stuff. We have those things. Um, and then we have, you know, yeah. What else do we have? That's kind of the, the, the big ones out there. I would say like we haven't done, we don't do the, the sponsored stuff. I mean, companies write us all the time. Would you do something for us? I'm like, yes. But you have to realize this, we're all about honest advice. And we've had companies that I, we actually use their products and swear by their products. They've contacted us and they're like, hey, you know, we'll pay you to do this. Um, but once you have your video and your blog ready, send it to us. and We'll tell you, you how to change before you post it. I'm like, look, I'm not making a commercial. You know, I, I have to be honest with my people because I don't want – because once you make a video where you kind of sell out, then how can anyone trust you again? So, like, I know we've left a lot of money on the table. Right. Um, but for me, it's more important to give people help than to sell out. Um, and also I'm lucky because I have a day job that affords us to do a lot of these things, you know. So I can understand the creators that do sell out and do go for their, their, their sponsors way more than anything else. I'm like, you know, once you become a commercial – I mean, your your audience is is it's not the same thing. I mean, I know people have to make money. I mean, there, there's no doubt about that. But there, there's a there's a better balance. I think some people can do.
0: Right. There there's some there is a middle ground there where you you begin to build up this trust and people begin to to believe what you say and and people will buy everything that you recommend. And mm-hmm. you may not think you have that power, but you do as a creator. And if you recommend one thing that doesn't go or, or is not like you say that it is uh, automatically you begin to lose that trust. And that's something that you yeah. don't want as a creator. I think more money will come in in the long run, if you're able to possibly only take those sponsorship deals or the, 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 the deals that you know uh, are not going to make you try to be something or somebody that you're not on your channel. So exactly. Um, and and that, so- that's,
1: and and a lot of brands are like, no. I'm like, well, then we, I'm sorry. We can't work together. I mean, I was really the one brand. I was like, I'm really sorry. Like, because they're like, and we'll send you one of this product. I'm like, it's OK. I already have two. <laughs> you know, <what> I'm <laughs> like, But I'm like, hey, you know, I'm sorry.
0: Absolutely. What is one thing that you wish someone would have told you when you first started out on YouTube?
1: Um, audio is more important than video. Mm <laughs> hmm um i think i wish i would have learned about getting the mic earlier because i always had wind noise and stuff like that and i i never invested in a a mic or anything like that till you know you know four or five years ago and i wish i would have done that earlier because you know when you have that wind blowing it really takes away because it's amazing how people like will watch youtube but they're not actually watching they're just listening oh man you know and it's like man i i I, I think now it's like man all those things i could have made podcasts out of those and done stuff with those so people had that but now not without audio so I, I think that's that's a little thing. that's Yeah, people of people on.
0: will be surprised. Um, I know I do. it. I don't know if you do, Mark, but I, I listen to a lot. I was doing it just last night while I was working around the house or doing some things around the house, is I will listen to a video as if it's a podcast because you yeah. can basically on your phone, and people, are they know this, this is not something new, but you can play the video, put your phone to sleep to where you're not watching it, but the audio is still coming through. And so as yep. a creator, if you have that knowledge going into it, know that the importance of audio goes beyond just the fact that you want them to be able to hear you, but you, you, you want it to be pleasant to listen to as well, because, you know, as a podcaster, I know this, right? Like I want my podcast to be so easy to listen to. I want you to be able to put it on and and I don't want to put you to sleep, but I do want you to be able to listen to it and be, you know, uh, pleased by the way it sounds. And so I think that audio is so much more critical because people think that YouTube is just a video platform. Well, good audio is what makes a good video. Um, yeah. if you really know what you're doing and you can get into a decent microphone at a very, very minimal budget now. Um, yeah. whereas beforehand that not necessarily was the case maybe back when you started and I started back in, you know, 09 2010.
1: Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. And
0: so
1: that's another mistake I had made.
0: <laughs> yep, absolutely. Um, so talk about a day, like what does a normal day look like for you? Um, as a creator, you get up. You know, for all from when you get up to when you go to sleep. Like, what are some things, some habits, some routines that you have? Like, what what does a day look like for Mark for the YouTube channel?
1: So, if I'm out traveling and I'm filming, it usually we're traveling as a family. So, I will get up early, take a shower, get ready, um, try to warm up my voice a little bit, like talk to myself in the shower and things like that. So, in the morning, I'll go out filming because there's less people out and about; it's quieter. And you can find some good spots with some good scenery without having a bunch of tourists around. And so I'll actually go film in the morning. So I'll film from, let's say, 8 to 10. And then, ten, you know, by 10, I come back to the to the, the hotel or the apartment we're staying and stuff like that. And then we'll spend the rest of the day going around and, and visiting the city and eating and stuff like that. And I mean, I'm taking B-roll while we go around. So I have that to show, but I'm trying to go and experience the city. Then, you know, maybe in the afternoon when the kids are playing in a park, I'll throw up, the you know, the tripod again and, and film a video or two then. And and then we'll, we'll come home or back to the apartment, have dinner and, and sit down. And then, you know, we'll... You know, and then in the night, I'll be, you know, reviewing my scripts and trying to make the, what videos am I going to have tomorrow? Do I need to put some stuff down? What did I learn when I was here? Because when I travel, I do a lot of research before I go. Like, that's why I'll listen to, I'll listen to podcasts and I'll listen to YouTube channels just with the, just with the words to give me some ideas about the culture stuff, you know, and. And so I'll get some more ideas that way. But then it's like, look, you only get so much from these blogs and stuff, because I've seen too so many blogs that copy off each other. It's like guidebooks that copy off each other. They say the same thing, and mm-hmm. you'll see it where one will make a mistake, and you're like, oh, they copied off you because their train time is 30 minutes, when that's an hour and a half train ride. Because you, you know, you can see how it like cascades into other blogs like yeah this is why we like to do our own research and do our own thing because i won't just blindly say it i'm like no i have to go and experience this i have to see these things before i'm going to do that so we have that kind of put some stuff together my wife and i will chat a little bit about some ideas like you know, i'll go through hey so jocelyn this, this is what i've got so far for my don'ts of el salvador like this this and this well, what, what are some things you see and so she'll throw in some ideas that way kind of put it together i'm like all right i got my stuff ready for tomorrow rinse and repeat And then when we're back here in the US and, you know, a a typical day, you know, I'll get up in the morning, answer comments and YouTube and Facebook and stuff like that. And then I go teach. And then when I come back from teaching all day, I I come back and then, you know, I'll do a podcast with an awesome person like you Um, Mm -hmm. or I'll be I mean, before this, I was putting together tomorrow's video um, on the top 10 places to visit in South America. And I'll work on that for a little while while the kids kind of like, you know, relax and like, I don't know chill out from their day at school and then i'll read to them i don't know eight eight nine o'clock at night i'll read to them we're doing treasure island right now so do that they go to bed say night to my wife and they go to bed then i'm back down of my office editing those videos because i got to finish that video then we're going to be traveling i got to get a few videos ahead to do that so
0: and so you do your own editing yeah right like i
1: have well i will say this I do have. I now have um, a company that will take my like 20 minute raw video, and they cut out my ums, uh, ooh, I messed that up. So they'll cut that down to a 15 minute one, and then I put the B roll in myself. I put the text in myself because for me, because all the destinations, it's too hard to explain. That's the Arc de Triomphe, and that's the you know Brandenburg Gate, and this is this other gate, and it's like it would take me so much time to list what all those places are. It's like just fast for me to put it in myself. Mm. So I'm like, hey, if you can take out my ums and us and stuff like that. That right there, which they can do relatively quickly, saves me two hours per video. Right. You know, I'm like, right. hey, that's fantastic. So then I can really focus on having a better like B-roll more time to focus on where the tech should be and how I should get these things done. Because when you're doing all of it yourself, you just get burned out. Because if you got a full time job and you got kids and you're doing the YouTube channel, we have two YouTube channels, it's just it gets to be too much.
0: You do know? you mind mentioning the name of that company?
1: Uh Video Husky.
0: Okay, video husky. I'll put that yeah. in the uh, the show notes uh, below if you're listening to this and just curious as to uh, to what Mark's using. Um, are there any other tools that you use on a daily, weekly, monthly basis on YouTube? That oh, you... I,
1: I I open up the uh, the YouTube Analytics app about 15 times a day to see huh. what's going, what's being popular today. Is anything like really doing well and random stuff like that? I probably look at it too much. Me
0: too, but... <laughs> actually. Me too. I've noticed that recently. But...
1: But one thing that's nice is when I look at it, I always scroll down because it only gives you like three comments. And so I'll I'll start answering those comments that are there and then maybe I'll pop into a few more because, you know, YouTube doesn't give you every single comment that comes along. It gives you only like kind of like a select few. So at least I'm getting some people answered randomly here and there. Sure. So that helps yeah.
0: So. I I found that I'm obsessed with the, the real-time views yeah. to where basically <laughs> I'm like, okay. Uh, I'm normally at this number. Uh, if okay. I'm significantly above that number, I'm like, "Oh, what's going on? Let's figure out what's <laughs> happening." Or if I'm be- significantly below that number, I'm like, same
1: thing, "Why?
0: Man, what same is wrong thing. with me? Why is my channel failing?" Um, it was
1: like it was like on Sunday. I'm like, oh, people started watching the Super Bowl. It's like crash." It's cra- <laughs> yeah. it's crazy
0: how real time stuff. You know, over Christmas, you know, I do tutorial videos and how ha- to yeah. you know do different technology stuff, and so no general. You know, things like YouTube or what Nick does. I just do anything. I mean, it could be anything. The yeah. technology is simple, you know, or hard. And, you know, everyone at Christmas is getting new tech devices. And so they're wanting to know how to use them. And so, every christmas oh. it's like wow it goes crazy and i'm like oh right and then january gets here and it's like oh no <laughs> and yeah. uh you know that just, what, what's
1: sad is the, uh, the the cpm for like right after christmas is so bad You're like no 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 could you do this like the beginning of december <laughs> right right like yeah the, the timing
0: the timing is all off so uh yeah. so no i i definitely agree with that no i i i probably look at that that youtube analytics the mobile app probably more than i should uh kind of like what you said there um yeah what what yeah, is ne- what is next for your youtube channel um and i have a, a second part of that question but i want to ask that first like what's what are you looking to do short and long term with the youtube channel
1: so in the short term with the walters world youtube channel what i'm trying to do is just create more not cinematography like cinematogra- cinematographic stuff i'm not a cinematographer i I don't want to do the drone footage where no one's talking and and it's over the top. I'm like, look, I want to show you what it's like when you're walking by the Eiffel Tower, not a drone shot that you'll never see. Mm -hmm. Let me show you what like the ground level tour stuff is. But I'm trying to show more of that. So I'm trying to make sure that I don't have any part where it's more than like 20 seconds of my you know round face talking i want to have more beer i want to show people. when i talk about that food let it show up when i talk about that site have it show up so i'm trying to do a better job with that like in the short term really focusing on that having some stuff in the beginning uh, for those things longer term i would like to do better in terms of you know having better photography having better that better cinematography learn how to like make the nicer shots. So while I'm talking, giving this helpful, honest advice, it can also have the cinematography feel to it sometimes. I don't want it over the top though because this is, we're, we're about everyday people going traveling and if we make it seem like it's some influencer thing, it's like, look, then are you using, you know, are you using different, you know, um, you know, what do they call that? Not shades, different um, mm. filters and stuff oh, yes, like that. No, yes, I, yes. So I want to make sure it's real. Cause you know, it's like when you see those Instagram posts and wow, you're the same clouds in every single picture. My goodness, that's crazy. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, you're playing with it. I gotcha.
0: <laughs> now on, you know, following that question up, you know, YouTube um, has gone through a lot of changes uh, specifically mm-hmm. in 2019. Uh, you know, people would say it's one of the uh, one of the most—I don't know—really, the adjective I want to use to describe it: uh, up and down years for YouTube. Um, w- what do you think is next for the platform? Um, do you think it's a good time to, to start a channel?
1: Well, I think it's always a good time to start a channel because people are like, "Why do you? Why do you help people?" Like, I have students that will come see me that from all over the university I teach at—and they're like, "Hey, could you help me with my YouTube channel?" I'm like, "Sure," and I'm like, "I'm helping out start their channel, helping to get them like, try this, try this." And then people are like, "Why, why are you helping them?" I'm like, "Why not?" Like more people sharing is more people showing they care and putting things out there. Why don't we do that? You know, and, and for me, I'm like, look, if you have content that's going to help people, why not? I mean, it's out there. Why not put it out there? And if you can make it, mean, you get monetized. Great. If it doesn't. Great. I mean, if you're trying to do it, so it's a career, I, I don't recommend that. I recommend if you want it, like, you know, people have their Uber side hustle. If you want your YouTube side hustle, that's great. You know? But do it because you're passionate for it. You care about what you're doing. That makes it so much easier. It's, it's, for me, this isn't a job. This is a hobby. This is, this is how I relax. I love traveling. I love sharing with people. I love educating. It all kind of comes together really nicely.
0: Yeah, I, I couldn't agree agree more. It, it is always a good time to start a channel, and I think that you know a lot of the press that people hear about YouTube is very negative. Um, oh yeah, and I mean, un, it's only unfortunately, <laughs> it's only negative. You and I both know this. Um, yeah. YouTube's doing some really good things. Um, yes, they're doing bad things, and there's things they should do better. But all in all, they're doing some really good things. Um, yeah. And so, with that being said, I just I think people should give them a break here and there and, and obviously keep them their their feet held to the fire but but give them a break um, last not last yeah this is the last question I kind of want to end with this okay. w- what would you consider to be your strengths and weaknesses so as a creator like what are the things that you do well and what are the things that you're like okay I know I need to offload these to someone who does them
1: better so I think my key strength, I mean, I've, I've lived and worked in, you know, over a dozen countries of actually living there, not just, I was there for two days, kind of stuff, like, that's one thing, Is I think our, our, our travel guides, our videos do a really good job, it's like, we're not just passing through, we're doing our part to learn about the culture, learn about the people, and share that culture, mm-hmm. and those people with other travelers so they can understand the culture better, not just knowing where the all-inclusive is, know the five restaurants I have to go to when I go to this place and see nothing else. Like we will focus on, here's the food you should have in this country, now you go find a place to eat it. Versus the Bourdain effect, which is awesome, or the diners, drive-ins, and dives effects. like great, this is the place where I went, okay, so people just go there. Like here's the, why don't you find your own adventure, you know? And I think that's one thing that's really good is we really help people educate themselves so they can go and see these places on their own. Because I don't want to I don't want to have to be there to hold people's hand through. I want them to be educated so they can be their own tour guide and they can show their family around and their friends around. So I think that's one of those things. Focus on the the trust. Focus on the honesty. And actually, we go to all the places we do. We don't sit in front of our computer and talk about places we don't sit on like behind a, a desk and and use you know AP footage to show mm-hmm. you. This place. We actually went there. I ate the food. I got the you know traveler's diarrhea. We found these things out. We realized, oh my gosh, duck sauce is fantastic on pasta in the Veneto. So we've done the mistakes, so we can figure these things out to help people travel. So I think that's probably our biggest strength. Is that another strength I think is I am very passionate about travel. I am very passionate about meeting people in other cultures, learning languages and education. And I try to put that in my videos. So I'm not trying to, to show off. I'm not trying to – we're not trying to show off at least. We're just trying to help people. And I think that's one things that's nice because we see people when we travel around like, hey, thanks. I'm like, hey, no, thank you for watching because I know there's four bajillion other videos you could watch. And you watched ours and we we were able to be a part of your trip. I mean that is like – the most highest compliment I can ask that I got to be a part of your trip to Paris or your your first trip to Tokyo or something like that. And so for me, that's one wonderful kind of strength. But that's come back to us from our fans, which is awesome. Um, in terms of the weaknesses, I think one thing is is my probably editing skills. I mean, if I had someone that could you know like my 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 people that cut down my 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 mess ups, you know, if I could get them to do the like the B roll things as well, I'm sure they could make it look fantastic. I had a friend of mine. Who's like, man? Just send your stuff to these people. There's another another group, and like, they'll make it look like it's straight out of the Travel Channel. When Travel Channel made travel videos, I'm like, yeah, that would be cool, but you know, it's it's just I'm just not there yet. I don't have, the, you know, <laughs> it doesn't grow on trees. I can't afford to pay everyone to do all these things, so I got to do some of it myself. So I think I think the editing stuff is uh, is one. I think another one is I just I just don't have enough time. Like one of the weaknesses is I mean I do have a full-time job and I'm running two channels and we got I've got kids and I got a wonderful wife who's super supportive bless her heart for you know sticking with me and all this stuff and so there's just there's only so much time in the day and I'm trying to lose weight as well and exercise and stuff and you know by the end of the day you're like dang if I would have just had time to focus on this these videos could be better or I could have more time to you know, talk to the fans, do more live feeds, answer more comments, stuff like that. So,
0: yeah, there's so many days where I get towards the end of the day and we get the kids in bed and I I think back of what I've accomplished and what I've gotten done. And I thought it was, you know, a semi-productive day. And I'm like, man, I I could have done this or I should have worked on this or I left this behind or, you know, there's so many ideas that we have as creators. Sometimes we got to hone those in a little bit. We're all over the place at times. And so I want to encourage people to to do that. Well, Mark, this has been. Can I, can I yeah, say one ahead. more advice?
1: Word of advice for other travel or for other YouTubers? Yes, one thing I would say is just get into some YouTube communities. Go talk to other YouTubers. I can't tell you how many times when it's just like like talking to you, Dusty is like it's like therapy because mm-hmm. you know you've gone through this stuff as well. Just having someone to talk to about doing YouTube really does give you that kind of lift in your spirits. I remember I saw um, Rob from TripHacks DC. He's another travel YouTuber focused on stuff in DC. And we, I was in DC, so I wrote him and we got together. We did a tour together, we did a few videos together. Then Josh, and the kids went away and he and I went out for drinks and dinner afterwards and just talked for like three or four hours. It's like, you know what, this has been the best thing. Like meeting other YouTubers, talk shop, stuff like that. It really helps you know that you're not alone on this YouTube journey. And that's one thing I want to thank you, Dusty, and all the other YouTubers out there that help other YouTubers to, like, fight through the grind and realize there, there's other people out there. So thank you, my friend. I appreciate it to all the other YouTubers that do that. It's It really, really helps.
0: Yeah, the importance of what you just said is just knowing you're not alone. It's it's hard to go out places with friends that locally where they have what I would call, you know, quote quotations here in my fingers, but, you know, a normal job. And it's very difficult to, you know, as they're talking about their, you know, nine to five or whatever it may be. And I'm like, oh yeah, well I did this video today or I had this comment issue go on, whatever it was, you know, it's very yeah. different than that. But if you, if letting yourself know that you're not alone, there are other people that do what you do. It's very comforting. It's very help helpful to kind of get you through the doldrums and the, and the highs and the lows that will come with being a creator. So yeah. Mark, you have been an absolute pleasure to have on the show. This has been a, a great great episode
1: filled of
0: value uh can you let my audience know where they can get in touch with you online
1: sure so if you want to find us on our youtube channel you go to youtube.com slash waltersworld it's w-o-l-t-e-r-s world um you can also go to our website waltersworld.com you can find us on twitter at waltersworld or you can find us on instagram at waltersworld we're also on pinterest at Walters World and Facebook.com/slash Walters World as well. So we like to be consistent with that one, so you can I, go I on there it. and we'd really appreciate your views and hopefully we can help you find some cool places to travel.
0: Yep, and your branding is on point. And when he says Walters World, that is W O L T E R S, and then the word World. Uh, it's all over YouTube. As as you you know already heard here on this episode, he's already you know with his family, they've accumulated a ton of views and subscribers over on YouTube. So you know he's talking from experience. Mark, thanks again. We'll talk to